We should be good to go. We're good to go. In 10. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Hope everybody's doing well. This is April 19th. Starting off the show really serious today. We're going to talk markets, and then we're going to get into it. I think the last show I... I started off with the wrong date, so I thought I'd be really professional today. What do you guys think of that? I we'd appreciate that. We, okay, we, we're all the way pro here at Buy or Sell. What the That's hell? That's the date's a minimum, right? <laughs> professionalism. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's um, time is important. You know, dates are important. <laughs> Hitting us Especially with life since, lessons. Since this. Yeah, since we do a lot of cyclical analysis, the dates and time is pretty important, you know? A little bit. We do use the traditional calendar and, um, you know, I, you know, I follow Eastern time and that type of stuff. So, Should we say, like, the 19th day of April, year of our Lord, 2000, <laughs> 2018? I'm going to start saying that. Just constantly. <laughs> like, the four-hour four chart, the, the four-hour year of our Lord chart, uh, is turning back up. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's just come, come, came out of nowhere for our listeners. We really don't even talk before the show. So anyway, we're just keep we're just keeping it real. So <clears throat> I would say the biggest thing in markets today is I just saw the pound absolutely get crushed. Um, Deutsche Bank I think had some supposed <laughs> fat finger. Uh, for those of you that aren't maybe familiar with trading terms, fat finger is a term for somebody at a bank or a trading desk hits the wrong button and uh, buys a you know buys or sells a st stupid amount of assets or securities they don't mean to. Well, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I did see some articles. Deutsche sent sent billions of dollars on accident out. I think it was a year or, year or so so ago out the door to somebody accidentally and then i guess they did it again today that's not a that's not a big deal i've just been paying attention to deutsche a lot more lately because the um i think we're starting to see growth slow so i know this is mostly about crypto but we got to pay attention to the overall markets because at some point as the institutions come in it's, it's going to matter and and if we see stocks roll over you see bonds making new new highs as far as rates go today uh you got stocks down and bonds down the capital is going to want to go somewhere that's performing. So I think that flows into the crypto markets. And we've talked before about what we think about the sovereign debt crisis on the horizon and what that means for private assets and crypto. But so anyway, I mean, big moves in, um, uh, in the pound today. Um, we'll see. I'm just keeping an eye on rates. If rates really start to rise, it's going to put pressure on these governments and their deficits. So that's kind of what I'm been and keeping an eye on as well as like Deutsche and some of these cracks start to show in the financial system. Again, if we start to see us growth slow, Europe growth in Europe's already been slowing. China growth has been slowing. Um, all those stock markets have, have, have underperformed year to date. And, and um, so I was pretty bullish stocks last year, very cautious, if not starting to become bearish U S stock market this year. And we're going to be trading that around in our trading room. Obviously, there's lots of different ways to play that. But as far as crypto goes and Bitcoin, we're up at 8260 today. Um, I'm looking at an hourly chart right now. 
and we're still very constructive and bullish. Uh, got really bullish last week when we had that short squeeze on the, was it the 12th, guys? 12th, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been kind of looking for a bottom around 6,000 longer term. Uh, the market held exactly where it needed to to keep everything long-term trend bullish, making those higher lows right around 6,000, held, held what we call the bands in our model. And now we turn the intermediate term back up, which has been bearish for weeks and weeks. So that's still all intact. It looks good. Um, we've been buying dips. So I'm pretty happy with some of our plays lately. I mean, Cardano is a big winner. It was up almost 100% um, since our low buys the last couple of weeks. Same thing on Salt. Um, you know, we, we had some really good ads the last couple of weeks, and we're getting paid for it, um, getting rewarded for it today. Last couple days. <clears throat> what That's I noticed my... about the way you trade JJ and mm-hmm. the way that you're training the, I guess your pupils to join you, is is a lot of patience. And uh, that's just something I wanted to speak to because I noticed like even when I guess the people that are new to the crypto team come mm-hmm. in and they're doing things that are like outside of what you'd recommend, you still approach them with a very sense of calm. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know who you were mentioning about earlier and probably shouldn't mention them anyways, but they may, they've done something probably outside of what your model re- would recommend to do and you still help them through it and we're really calm about it. And that kind of patience in a market like crypto is rewarded. So, yeah, I more appreciate that. But I think that, you know, as the just years as a trader, um, it just comes with experience. It's just learning to be patient. I, I was thinking about that actually on the putting green. Um, I went and practiced my putting over at the club here this afternoon. This is such a nice day in South Florida. And I was thinking about how many, there's so many similarities to golf and trading because you're basically, you know, you're not competing against other traders in, in the real sense. I mean, if you're standing in the pit back in the day and you're trying to get filled and, you know, you're trading against maybe bigger players. If you're a really big trader, you kind of are trading against other guys or gals, but the markets are so big that you're really trading against yourself. So you're, you're your worst enemy. It's the same thing in golf. Um, but I was thinking about my lag. I've been working on my, my putting lag. And so I'm trying to measure in my backswing, like how far I want to take the club back. And then there's a certain tempo when I want to hit up, uphill or downhill. And it's kind of the same in markets. When you're when you're going when you're starting to work a position against the trend, you have to have a different tempo. Like kind of like if you're putting downhill, I guess you got to be your follow through. You don't need to hit it as hard, right? So your tempo is slower. Same thing when you're trading contrarian. If you're going against the cycle, or you're trying to kind of catch the turn, like we're doing on Cardano and Salt down here at these. You know, we were buying Cardano at fifteen, sixteen cents. It's up at 26 cents 27 cents now salt same thing we're trying to get more aggressive around two bucks you know it's up at 340 today it's 70 percent but but to your point there d it's just sometimes when you're trading a higher time frame or longer time frame you have to be slower with your amount of entries you have to be more patient on um just let the market come to you so you can be patient on your size you can be patient on the amount of time between entries so i always work with my traders like 
trade smaller size over what I call a wider range of the chart. That means, you know, you give yourself more space on the chart. It's easier to work a position. Um, and then, you know, there's a time to get aggressive and then there's a time to, you know, you really got to be patient. And we've kind of been in a patient mode for months now. And now last week was finally, a, it felt like we could pick the tempo up and, start to get a little bit more aggressive our i mean our trading alerts the amount of alerts we issue has gone up i mean I, we lost a lot of subscribers i think last month just because if there's nothing going on i'm not signaling to buy you know it's just mm-hmm. it just is what it is so i think people get antsy they want to they want to look for trades but you can't really force the markets to, you, you you know you can't trading is one of those things that's different than pretty much everything any other profession like if you want to make more money you can get more busy you know you can you can work harder and you can put more hours in well trading doesn't really work that i mean you you, i can't make the market move you know Mm -hmm. i can't i can't speed up time sometimes it just takes time to build a base or or work off a a a move it's just yeah it's it's a different it's that gets into a lot of this psychology trading yeah it's interesting you say that too because i think people that are looking the people that are in that first mind frame you just mentioned to get busy make money they end up going chasing just wild wild charts down in the depths looking at things like Mm -hmm. you know christ coin and trying to trade that off of ether and it's like man there's like five people in that market yeah, I think, I think <laughs> what do you do? I think uh, I think you see a lot of people too. What they'll do is, well, their favorite indicator. Yeah, well, it's not signaling a buy. Well, let me switch the indicator. Oh man, this four indicators later. Oh, this one's signaling a buy. That means I got a buy. <laughs> Just find an indicator to match their right. They want to do that right. happens a lot. Well, and anyway, that's that's guess, a good point though, Dimitri. That was, that's a good topic. I mean, we could spend all hour talking about that. We, we probably could. We should probably should one of these shows. I mean, mm-hmm. um, well, we're going to change the subject here. I want to try to do something, guys. I'm going to try to do some public math okay. and uh, not embarrass myself. Uh, as a previous math teacher, if I do this wrong, um, yeah, I'm Dimitri just going to disappear. Dimitri has a degree in math, so everyone knows. Yeah. He doesn't like to toot his, his own horn, but I will. I, it's right. It's right next to me. So everybody's making these price predictions, and I'm not a fancy public like personality. Like I'm not Trace Mayer or um, Bobby Lee or uh, Draper. I'm I'm not gonna get that much credit for making a price prediction, but their price predictions are outlandish, and they're so round, and they like talk around their like um, assumptions on how they they go to it. Except for Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's pretty logical in his breakdown. So I'm going to do some napkin math. And I'm going to try to produce a Bitcoin prediction that is reasonable. Okay. So let's go through this. So Bitcoin at its height last year was a 850 trillion somewhere in there. Sorry, 850 billion dollar market crypto, all of crypto. Um, So I still think that's like that's baby that's child's play because the dot com market at its height was like a six trillion dollar market. That's trillion with a T. Mm. Twelve zeros. 
Is it 12? It's 12. Billion's nine. So that's 12 zeros. So I, being as biased as I am about crypto, think that the crypto market is going to be a little bit bigger than six trillion. It just has more potential to be bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the internet of money. When you think about that, it kind of softly implies that there's going to be a lot of money poured into it. So my base assumption is that the crypto market will go to $9 trillion. So I'm going to go ahead and plug that in my little calculador here. Calculador is calculator in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so bad at Spanish. It took three years <laughs> of it, and I had no idea what – I had never heard that. I didn't know <laughs> So <sighs> – we got a $9 trillion market. Now, let's also talk about the Bitcoin dominance because we know Bitcoin dominates. If you don't think Bitcoin dominates, then you are what I like to call uh, probably an Ethereum maximalist. <laughs> That's fair to say. Now, Dimitri, um, I got to stop you right there. I have a question for you. Yeah. What What is the highest, quote unquote, Bitcoin dominance spend percentage-wise? Do you know? A hundred percent at the origin, right? Yeah, a hundred percent at the origin, <laughs> but nice. Nice, Alec. <laughs> That's, got the Jeopardy question. Got it. <laughs> um, my part. I do believe when Ethereum dropped in 2016, I think it was, Bitcoin dominance was 97.1, 97.8%. In what year, sir? 2016. 2016. Okay. So that was before Ethereum kind of proved to the world like, hey, there's other coins that are good and do things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there were other Bitcoin offshoots. There was Namecoin. There was one coin. There were lots of things, but everybody was like, come on now, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, so the Bitcoin dominance, I think the highest it's been in the last 18 months is like 45%. Um, oh. So if we take $9 trillion and we take 45% of that and say that's Bitcoin dominance, we get hit. With 4.05 trillion. So 4050000000000. That's just Bitcoin. Now, let's divide that by 21 million. So we get dollars per Bitcoin. And there's only ever going to be 21 million. It's going to happen right around the year 2025 when we're going to rapidly approach that 21 million. So let's divide that by 21 million. That's six zeros for you in the audience listening. And we get, here's Demetric Ferguson, the Bitcoin nobody, price prediction for the year 2025. It's a lot of, man. Okay, $192,857 per Bitcoin. You're going out to 2025? I'm going out to 2025 because at 2025, that's the maximum number of Bitcoin in the market. And I think that is also going to be right around the year we're seeing just all of these technologies come together to where Wall Street and other big entities are pouring money into this space. Mm -hmm. 2025. You heard it here. It seems like it's far away, but it's really not. 2020 is going to be around the corner. We're yeah. going to have a Bitcoin near $200,000 per Bitcoin. Well, I like it. 
I think it's going to happen way faster than that. Nobody is my my thoughts. What do you think? I, I, I just think, I mean, I, I, I think along those same lines. I mean, you know, if you look at other comparable markets, so – you know the this the what they call the m two money supply um which is um you know people can look that up that's assets that are pretty highly liquid um but not just cash and um that's probably around thirteen maybe fourteen trillion mm-hmm. um so but that's still a that's just the that's just the, you know paper dollars circulating around and, and Bitcoin's, you know, it's, this is, this is a trend for obviously the globe. Right. So I even think that when you look at the gold market at 9 trillion, maybe 8 trillion, um, it has limited supply, but nobody's ever paid, you know, no, no millennial has paid or Starbucks with gold, you know, they're not, it's, Gold is just going to continue to be what it is, but it doesn't have nearly the, I mean, we're talking about the internet of money, which is going to be so much bigger than the, the gold market. But even if we just, even if we just start with a, a simple, you know, baby steps, Bitcoin's got to grow as an asset class to the same size as the metals market, or just, just pick gold to keep it simple. Well, that's, that's in line with your 9 trillion. Um, but I think it should be much bigger uh, asset class than than gold. So even if we got the entire crypto market cap, which is at about three hundred and fifty five billion, right, guys, somewhere around there, three fifty five. Yeah, three fifty five today. So it's a triple to get to a trillion. Okay, so you can triple all the coins where they're at today. Just triple them. If if everything were to stay the same, right, all these prices should be triple, just to get to a trillion market cap. Well, <laughs> we mm-hmm. just talked about nine ten trillion dollar to catch up with gold so you have a triple from here and then you have 10x from the triple right mm. so the total total market cap it's a triple to a trillion and then to get all the cryptocurrencies that the same market cap as gold it's 10x from there so you're right the bitcoin is continues to be dominant but if they all if they all kind of share the top five or the top 10 i that's kind of how i look at it so like Ethereum, if it's trading at five fifty-five today, well, triple that. You know, it's a fifteen hundred. That's kind of where the highs were, right? Fourteen hundred, I think, was the high. And then I think it's not going to take ten years for crypto to catch up to the the metals market. I mean, this is the Internet of Money. It's going to happen fast. I think two to three years, we could be contesting. You know, the metals market cap. So you could go ten x from fifteen hundred on. Ethereum is what fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. That'll be the day. If you triple Bitcoin from here, the what is that? Twenty four thousand. Go ten x from there. That's in line with. That's pretty much in line with yours. Yeah, two hundred forty. That's kind of that's always been my first longer term. If you like to use a target, I mean, we obviously are are, are into timing, and you got to trade it trade around and manage your risk on the way to, you know, on the way to. <clears throat> A quarter million or two hundred thousand, but mm-hmm. I think that's the you know you can you can make you can make a a case for you know I you know you could make a really lofty case for Bitcoin 
but it's not really that helpful until let's get to let's get to compete with the metals market and then from there you know you can start to say well shit i mean if it's if five trillion a day is the fx market is is turning over if bitcoin starts to take over some of the market share of the dollar or the euro then you can start talking 10 times from there you know the the forex markets are I mean, I'd have to go back and get some better specific numbers, but I mean, we're talking 10 times, a, you know, 10 times the gold market, the Forex market, mm-hmm. a lot of these currencies. So that's what's, if people really want to think big on Bitcoin, it's like, whoa, you mean you can go 10x from your 250,000 target? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, when you look at 2017 and just before, I mean, there's, before all the institutional money is really in like of course there's going to be people dipping their toes in but i know you personally have talked about guys the institutional money's not here yet the mm-hmm. the vast bulk of it and yeah i think 2017 kind of put crypto on their radar so when you take a look at 2017 the market cap started at about 16 billion and what did it get to like 60 billion by the end of the year or is it oh. close to a trillion but when you take a look at these performers, Ripple gained thirty six thousand percent in a year. Wow. Stellar, Stellar forty four thousand, uh, fourteen thousand. Ethereum uh, nine thousand percent. And I think all these these guys, they're all just looking at it, looking at two thousand seventeen and saying, "Well, why aren't we? Why aren't we in here now?" Before before that, no one cared. I mean, the percentages were there, but they weren't thirty six thousand percent in a year. Yeah. So I, I can see it happening sooner than later, seeing that it has it's only been like what six months now? I mean, that's not a lot of time yeah. to see those numbers and then have to re- to react to them as an institution. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen quicker than that. Mm-hmm. They're probably looking at it, but now uh, they really see those percentages and they want to hop in, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. So it does for, does for you in the audience that need a TIL. Or those of you that are familiar with Reddit, it means today I learned you need a TIL to post to your social circles. If we go three is that if we go three X to one trillion and then we go ten X, that's thirty X total. And the word for thirty X is tree tria contuple. Wow. Tria contuple. Now, now that's not Spanish, is it? That's Greek. That's Greek. Okay. <laughs> Trio contuple. Trio contuple. We're gonna trio contuple from here. Well, Bitcoin has probably been the greatest bull market of all time, and 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 that's what's supposed to happen to humanity and civilization is the more people, the more money, the bigger the world gets. Each bull market's gonna be bigger than the last big bull market. You know, that's just numbers, but I think. <laughs> I mean, we're still so early in this game. And if this is an entirely new monetary system that comes out of this, you know, collapse in socialism, that's, that's going to, you know, the system is broken. No doubt about it. You know, the solution from the politicians is raise taxes, hunt down the money. Because then if, you know, if we can track everything and then we can, if we could, track everything we can tax everything and they don't realize that you know you could you could 
confiscate all the wealth and you still wouldn't balance the budgets from all these these governments that are out of control. So nobody's looking at doing a debt swap. No, none of these politicians are being proactive like usual. They only they only make decisions after the crisis. So most likely, history repeats, we're going to have a nasty sovereign debt crisis. Bond markets are going to get crushed. You're going to see defaults. And when that happens, I think that's going to benefit crypto even more. And like you said, Alec, once these institutions, they all want to play in this asset class, I think you're going to see one of the greatest bull markets. I mean, we're going to be sitting right for this whole wave. It's going to be exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there, were, there, has, there wasn't a lot of, there's not been a lot of booming industries, maybe outside of fracking industry or the things that have gone on in the tech, tech world the last 20 years. But I think this is one that, um, it's pretty obvious to see coming. It stands a solid chance, man. It stands a real solid chance. Yeah, for sure. So and there's, go ahead. There's, go ahead. Uh, there's great progress being made too. Like I was going to just tie it into the, the news. I think it was yesterday. Bad announced a major partnership when it yeah. was an actual partnership, not just a paid promotion like yeah. other coins. Bat plus <laughs> Dow Jones. You guys know what Dow Jones means. If you don't know what Dow Jones means, go pick up a Wall Street Journal and welcome to adulthood. Let me Google it real quick. But Dow this, Jones, I'm sorry, I don't want to insult anybody. Dow it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you know Bat's on the forefront of this, obviously building out this technology. It's interesting that Dow got to be the ones that's you know did a, a partnership with them there. So they've been around for so long. Yeah, they see they see where it's heading. Mm-hmm. They see where the money's to be made. So for those of you that are unacquainted with BAT, uh, Basic Attention Token, it's a project that's led by um, Brendan Ike. He invented Firefox. So there's that. Um, and and uh, I'm pretty sure he invented JavaScript, JavaScript as well. Yep. And you guys in the audience know a little something about JavaScript. Um, so long story short, uh, he's trying to offer you a way to pay the website creators Instead of the website creators having to force feed ads down your face to keep the lights on. I think it's a really unique problem to solve. And you get resources back from your computer because it's not loading random adware and malware in the background that all these web browsers are trying actively to fight off. So it's basically a win-win. Um, and they partnered with Dow Jones yesterday. So that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's some pretty... That's a pretty big institutional name saying, you know what? We're going to start flirting with this crypto thing. Mm -hmm. So it is the Dow Jones Media Group. So just to be, you know, precise about that. But essentially, it's not essentially. It's one of the biggest partnerships the whole cryptocurrency space has seen in a while now. I mean, wouldn't you say that, Alec? Yeah, I think uh, I think we found out who the next uh, coin to Coinbase is going to be. <laughs> uh oh, Alec, you trying to dip in that rumor mill? You trying to get the mill going? <laughs> we talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? That's right, we did. Did but, you guys uh, see my tweet about them uh, Coinbase putting Decoin on the no, I didn't. Decoin? Do you mean the yeah. wine? No, D as in D as in me. Oh. <laughs> going to be ERC 21 exactly one better than ERC 20 
I'll have to read the white paper. <laughs> oh, no, sir. We do black papers. My project. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. This is getting off the rails. Oh, man. But anyways, a direct quote from this story, guys, is um, this is coming from, uh, I believe this is coming from Ike himself. We'd like to improve the efficiency of that system by cutting out the middle players and help publishers directly connect to their readers. Right? So as I stated before, if, this is for you guys that do micro blog or macro blog. I didn't know there were sections of it now. But for those of you that have a website and you publish things out onto the internet, but you have to take ads to keep the doors open. Well, if you get an HTTPS certificate and you you sign up with that, they take you through the implementation, pro implementation process. And then you can say like, hey, people that are reading my stuff, it's kind of like Patreon. Why don't you just pay me in bat instead of me having to show you these ads? Mm -hmm. So that was a big story. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. Uh, I never used the browser. I had. I've been using my Android for, I don't know, for a few months now. But I use it. It's I use it a lot. It's, you use Brave? It's good. Yeah, I use it a lot. It's good. It's a great browser. I love the little thing that you can go. I love the uh, option when you click and then it shows you all the resources that are being consumed by like ads and adware yeah. and all that. And it's like, dang, I'm literally. Spending money on electricity on people trying to infect my computer or sell me me undies. <laughs> I know, like, right? It, it is refreshing to be like, oh, I blocked it all. I blocked, <laughs> I blocked all y'all. So, another story that could affect the markets. I don't know. We're not big on, as you've listened, if you've listened to all of our shows, you know that we never preach that this specific event affected the market. And we just went through the whole spiel at the top of the show because these things are cyclical and you're patient. Um, but market news is fun to talk about. Um, and Square posted some gains and then they did us a favor. They gave the whole crypto community an attaboy and they said the gains that we posted were directly related to us allowing people to trade Bitcoin on our platform. So that's a nice attaboy. Yeah, yeah. I, I read into that article and yeah, it's a smart move by them, you know? It's just a no-brainer, really. Yeah, and that just advertises it to promote it for other uh, adoption cases too. Yep. You know, why aren't we getting those uh, those percentages? Right, exactly. Now, did those guys, um, I guess, did they get set up as a money services or a... Um, What's the word I'm trying to use? Money, tran uh, Money transmitter service? Yeah. I, they get, they must have. I can't answer that definitely, but I do know it would make total sense because I go to like coffee shops and they have their square readers. I don't know. Maybe they're just a service that transacts. So I don't know. It's interesting to look into. So you guys in the audience, if you got peaked about this, the uh, square story, look into see if they're a money transmitting service. Uh, that's something that I've, wouldn't know off the top of my head. So, mm -hmm. but I had an interesting question. Like this new wave of adoption that hit last year, it seems like it's very centered around trading. Like I see so many people on Twitter is like crypto bill, crypto cat, crypto dog, crypto squirrel, crypto Jesse. Like just everybody's trading. Everybody's putting charts up and they're trading. And so, what does that imply about the crypto market? Like, is a market full of traders? Is it good or is it bad? I don't know. What do you? What do you I mean, think? I think it's 
I think it's to be expected because it's not just a technology. It's a technology that's, that has an inherent value attached to it that you can trade. So naturally you would expect more traders to enter this space than other sort of tech fields or advancements of tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you know, I'm a free market, free market guy. So, uh, more markets, the better. More market participants, the better. More price discovery, the better. More risk, you know. Allow yeah. people to allow people to take risks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people come into the space because they see those percentages, they see the gains, and then they stay once they start learning. You know, maybe the tech doesn't interest them right away, but they see those percentages. They own a little bit of Bitcoin. They get excited. They start doing their own research, and they're hooked. I mean, I. I, I I mean, I remember when the internet was just starting to come out, you know, I mean, I remember the Netscape days and the AOL days. I mean, I, I, I by no means understood the technology and stuff behind it. There's, <clears throat> there's obviously so many people in this field were kind of around for that and help build that and understand the technology of that in those days. But I mean, I understood that, you know, Netscape, this is this is big. AOL, this is big. You know, but you couldn't trade it. I mean, how you didn't know how to get involved at the time. Well, now, you know, I was pretty young then. I could, I, it would have been nice to have the opportunity to be long the internet. Then now, mm-hmm. uh, we do a show. You know, we did a couple of webinars with a, a lot of college students, and man, those guys have a lot of opportunity. You know, they can, you can get, you can get involved in the game for get involved in the game for very little you know it's it's exciting that you can trade this technology and yeah and i i think once people have their some sort of like money on the line some sort of value on the line i think it really encourages them to do their research so once you have a little bit of money in the game you really want to know what's going on or what the developments are and it just leads to more i don't know interest in the actual technology yeah for sure for sure. I think it also has to do a little bit with how we're pushing this this brand of crypto. Because imagine if you if you if you turn a clock back to nineteen seventy nine and your nerdiest friend that you have in your circle comes up to you and he says, Man, you gotta put money in the SMTP protocol and you're like, What? What <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, it's this thing that allows you to send electronic messages from computer to computer. And you're like, I would never need that. My computer is collecting dust. I only use it to file yeah. my tax or help me with my taxes. It's basically a giant calculator. Please go away. Yeah. And then you fast forward the clock to 1988, 89 or something. Now, nah, even further than that, like into 1990. And somebody is like, oh, here's email. It's electronic mail. It makes perfect sense. You don't go to your mailbox. You go to your online mailbox. Like they don't need to say SMTP protocol to send email. They just renamed it. Let's call it email. So I don't know. I think Bitcoin's a cool name, but maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. All these different projects, they the value but when you add like like these new social media platforms, for instance, when you monetize everything, it kind of gives it gives people more control of their data, of pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. a higher level of control so this is a question i want to pose to both of you guys you guys are 
way, way more heavily active in the markets than I could ever dream to be. And I was I keep hearing this phrase a lot over the past few years, and that is a market maker. And I just kind of wanted to know, like, what incentives make a person want to make a market? Like, what do they have to gain from being the huge buy side on this stuff? Besides, obviously, the gains down the road long term. Oh, it's it's a good question. Yeah, so a market maker, somebody that makes markets, but what that looks like is um, you're providing a bid or an offer, right, on that particular in that particular market, um, and and typically it's you know market makers are been designated the role that you know um, like if you're looking at a stock exchange or the specialist that used to be the guy that stands down on the floor and he's his job is to take orders and the order you know to to uh, I guess, you know, organize the order book. Um, but then also to provide liquidity is what a market maker does. So well, I'll just give you an example. I, I'm talking to one of <clears throat> one of my friends in the Forex business, and he's they've been getting for the crypto business. They have customers that they, on their Forex and futures business, that are obviously wanting to trade and get into the digital assets. So he was amazed that this week the amount of, people you know huge whales i I don't know if these i imagine they're miners or just guys that have had you know bitcoin positions since the beginning but there's guys looking to sell forty three thousand btc this week and they're trying to do it off of the exchange like they don't want to there's not enough liquidity on some of these exchanges without moving the whole market so that's an example of a market maker if if you know, if I know, if I have a bunch of relationships, and I know there's a bunch of people that want to buy, or a few guys that that are big players that want to buy, I know, I know there's a couple parties that maybe want to sell. Well, <clears throat> you know, for timing, for timing reasons, or maybe they don't want to talk to each other, or they don't want to let each other know who 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 has what position. But if I if I can make a bid, and you know, maybe let's say. Bitcoin's trading around 8,000. If I can come in and, and, you know, uh, you know, make a market that's different than just using the electronic exchanges. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's a good example. If somebody doesn't want to use an exchange or five exchanges, well, somebody could step in and make a market saying, Hey, if, you know, if you want to sell at 89, you know, 79, 90, You'd be willing to sell a little bit below where it's trading right now. I think I can, you know, I can buy those from you. And then the market maker has a pretty good confidence that he could sell at eight thousand somewhere else. And so, um, that's a little bit of kind of what a market maker does. Is yeah, and, okay. and they that make helps me understand it. And I mean, and the people do it is because I mean they're taking that risk and they're compensated for it, right? They're taking that order on. In hopes mm-hmm. they can find, uh, you know, a, a counter, or so they, you know, they take a little change for their yeah. risk. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like in the bond market, a lot of bond trading occurs this way because there's no really exchanges that bonds trade on. You could get into the reasons why that is. That there's, I think, <clears throat> fixed income community. There's a lot of money to be made when things aren't decimalized, and 
you can what they call in the trading community you can drive a truck through the spread so you know if if i have a seller of a particular bond and i don't exactly know where the market is you know mm. I, somebody somebody might be able to you know buy those bonds three points cheaper sell them to somebody else three points higher and just make mm-hmm. stupid stupid amount of money i mean when you start dealing in hundreds of millions and you you know you can buy a bond a point cheaper and then turn around and pick up the other phone and somebody else is a, you know a buyer and it's like you make a quick point you know mm. bam bam i mean that's how you make you know ah. there's, i've had i've you know sat next to traders they make a make 300 grand on one trade just crossing two bonds that's a lot you of know. zeros that's five yeah yeah so, uh, I'm counting zeros today. Big, That's my thing. You can, you can go the wrong way though, too, and really get yourself in trouble. Like if you, you could take down a whole firm if you bought a bunch of bonds and you didn't, you didn't have the seller. Or the seller walks away. We actually discussed a little bit of that with our blockchain developer this week. Is you know, is there is there some ideas there that we could do it on the blockchain where people want to you know broker crypto if there's a better mm-hmm. way to do it and. I don't know. There's there's some ideas there because I don't know. It just gets complicated when you start to you have to take custodian and we start dealing in dollars and FX again. You know, it's like you got to trust somebody that they're going to send you BTC. You're going to have to have like an escrow. That's kind of where that third party starts to come in. Mm-hmm. Play. So if I layman it down, to me it seems like it's a person that says. I'm going to be the person that has a bunch of this stuff. I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of it. And when it comes to time, if there's other people that are like, man, I need to get my hands on some of that stuff, you're the market maker, and they know where to look. Mm-hmm. They're basically like, oh, yeah, that guy's the one that one that bought all the stuff. I'm going to go to him and ask him for some of the stuff that I want. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's simple. Oh, I just was thinking because there's other markets that exist, like art, where the market has to be terrible because it's like there's one person on the planet that owns that one piece of art. And it's like, how do I get to that guy if I yes. really want that piece of art? That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the market makers, they're they're you know they're they're bidding and then they're at the same time they're offering. So they're trying to they're trying to bid below the market and then quickly sell above the market and. They hope that people sell sell on their bid side, and then somebody will come what they call lift the offer, you know, buy their offer, <clears throat> take deal. the take the offer. So, do we want to go into any other talking points, or should we go into qualifying the audience for? Yeah, this? I think that's. I think that was a lot of info. We don't want to. Yeah, you guys you know. have probably made it to the office, and you can only stay in your car and listen to us. For so much longer before it starts to get suspect. So <laughs> let's uh, give you some information. So this Saturday, we're going to be having a live trading session, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, JJ is going to be trading live. This is where you get the opportunity to watch him trade and ask all the questions about trading. If you've ever been interested in trading, which, by the way, like there's people that make money in trading in crypto. That's a fact you can't deny. So if you want to know more about it, Tune into this live trading session. Ask the questions. He's going to draw lines on the chart. You're not going to know what they mean. Ask the question. He's going to put indicators on his chart and set them up. You're not going to know what that means. Ask the question. 
right? That's what this is for. Yep. Um, so the link I'm going to post in the show notes to this show on how to get to that live trading session. We are going to need some information from you guys because we're going to link that information to who you are so you can get a discount if you do join any of the services that we offer. First name, last name, email address. That's simple. So that link is going to be in the show notes. And JJ, what kind of discount are you think about giving them? Oh, 10%. Let's do it. Make it uh, nice and juicy. We're going to lob 10% off the top of all the services. So you're going to see a link to the services. You're going to see a link to the live trading seminar, webinar. And uh, that's all going to be in the show notes. I'm also going to post it in the Slack. So if you're not in the Slack, you can join the Slack. I'll put the, yeah. I'll put the link to that Slack too. And the channel where I'm posting all this information, I'll post it one time on the general chat for everyone and multiple times in our price talk chat for everyone. So, yeah. Any guys, anything you guys want to add to that? No, you did a good job. It's just, it'll be fun, guys. Go, you know, join us Saturday morning. That's the nice thing about crypto is we do get some pretty good moves over the weekend. So while all the other markets are closed, we at least, you know, for those of us that are addicted to markets, we can, we can, uh, we can maybe even trade a little bit. We'll see what the energy's like. And then I, it doesn't matter if you're brand new to crypto, you can come in there. We'll ask questions. Or if you're, you know, a veteran pro, uh, you know, and you want to talk whatever about markets, we we can we can do it. It's, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also follow the distributed post on Twitter. You want to stay up to date post? with uh, with Jason's analysis and development news, pretty much anything legal developments. Mm-hmm. Got it on there. And if you want to contribute to the distributed post, Twitter DM me. Um, Come join the general chat and DM me there. There's there's lots of ways to find me if you want to find me. I don't hide on the internet. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, so one last time. After you're done cleaning up the Lucky Charms that your daughter inevitably spilt on the kitchen table, join our live trading room session and learn how to trade a little bit. Yep. So, Be a good time. Well, that's all I have, guys. Uh, another good session. Yep. All right. Hope, hope all the listeners have a great weekend. We'll see you guys Saturday. All right. Till next time.